0: You're listening to HR Mavericks, a weekly podcast featuring leading small business HR professionals who share their experiences and insights to help you know how to turn your HR processes and employee experience into a strategic business advantage. Let's get into the show.
1: Welcome to the next episode of HR Mavericks. I'm Garrett Justice, and today I'm joined by a very special guest. I have with me Nick Staley, who's an HR business partner at Wheelink Communications. Nick, how you doing today, man?
0: I'm good, Derek. Thanks for having me.
1: Thanks for joining the show. Really, really appreciate it. So, you know, you and I go way back a couple of years here, right? Yeah. And so yeah. super, super happy to bring you on and and you know, leverage some of your expertise for our audience today. But our our audience doesn't know you as well as I do. So why don't we to start off, why don't you tell them a little bit more about, you know, your background and what WeLink Communications does.
0: Yeah, for sure. So yeah, um, like Garrett said, my name's Nick. Um, I got into HR about uh, seven, eight years ago now. Um, Started out just as an HR generalist. Have done recruiting. Have done business partner side. Have built HR departments. So kind of run the whole the whole gambit as far as HR goes. Um, And then as far as Wheeling Communications, we are very much a startup company right now. Uh, So we basically go into markets that. don't have great options for internet, um, and we're, we're, we're an internet service provider is what WeLink actually does. Um, so right now, the markets that we're focusing on are Henderson, Nevada, Phoenix, Arizona, uh, and Tucson, Arizona. We have plans for five more next year. Can't announce what those are yet; they're still in the works. But uh, five more cities coming next year, so it's it's pretty exciting. Um, the new technology that we're rolling out has has really changed the the internet game, and uh, just looking forward to getting more people the the internet they need.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That's super, super exciting. Someone once told me that, you know, working for an internet service provider is like running a call center and a construction company at the same time. Would you agree?
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's, <laughs> uh, it's super fast paced. It's, it's always changing, but uh, it's it's been exciting. It's been really fun.
1: Cool. And for, you know. Nick's, Nick's modest here, but he has had an excellent, excellent HR career so far. And something else you don't know about him is he's a, he's a pilot and has been a flight instructor. So tell us a little bit about that. What do you love about flying Nick?
0: Yeah, it's, uh, I love the freedom of it. Honestly. Um, I love the, I love the teaching aspect. So, uh, it's, it's been really fun. I, it was my dream since I was, you know, in high school and, um, thanks to COVID, I kind of put that dream on hold, but got back into HR. So I'm happy with it.
1: Good. Awesome. Well, again, we we appreciate you joining the episode today. And I'm excited to jump into our topic today. When you and I were chatting about, you know, what should we talk about today? You kind of proposed this idea, which I think is really interesting. and I'm so happy that you proposed this topic because I think it's prevalent in every industry. It impacts every company out there. And it's something that HR people have to deal with often. And sometimes they're not prepared or equipped or don't know how to deal with it. I think that's especially the case in small businesses where there might be a single HR person who does everything, or at least a small team that does everything. You have to wear a lot of HR hats. And so that topic that we want to talk about today is mental health and how that you know impacts the work environment for employees and how HR people can be prepared to to speak about that and help employees with that topic. So first question I have for you about this is, you know, what do you, what do you believe is changing in regards to mental health in the workplace?
0: Yeah. You know, I, that's a great question. I think COVID especially has put this huge magnifying glass over mental health in general. Um, you know, we've spent the last you know year stuck inside our houses with so little interaction with, with the outside, um, and a lot of us really try to create really crave that, you know, that face-to-face that human interaction with our coworkers. Um, and it was, we didn't have that for so long. Um, and being, being in that environment, I think a lot of people just really started to, to recognize some, some issues that they had with their own personal mental health and really just companies that weren't taking care of those needs at the time. Um, And as as we've gone now, with kind of coming out of this COVID debacle that we've had, right, Mm -hmm. Um, it's the emphasis now is on companies trying to find solutions and trying to trying to make sure that their employees are taken care of, not just that their physical needs are being met, but their mental and you know the psychological needs are being met as well.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm for one, I'm super happy that, you know, most people are becoming more and more open compared to five, 10 years ago about talking about mental health, because I think it's something that impacts, you know, every one of us has either been impacted by mental health or have a close friend or family member who has. And so it impacts so many of us. And so much of our life is spent, in the workplace. So it's good that we can bring more of ourselves, our real selves to work now that it's a little bit um, less taboo and people are yeah. more open to being able to discuss it and talk about it. So For sure. going back to what you were saying um, really about, you know, COVID has kind of spurred some of this on and kind of accelerated people being more comfortable speaking about mental health. It's also caused a lot of mental health challenges for yeah. employees and employers. So what can managers and supervisors do, um, to really help employees bring up and feel comfortable voicing concerns with mental health? Um, what can HR people do to also help managers or supervisors, know how to talk about mental health.
0: Yeah. Another great question. Um, I think you kind of answered that question as you were, as you were talking after I, after I spoke, um, creating that more open policy, you know, having, having it not be so taboo, um, mental health has been, like you said, just taboo for so long that people don't talk about it. It's looked down as this, you know, you just deal with it yourself and you don't involve anybody else in that process. Um, and that's something that. I think we're really going to see start to change here. Um, supervisors, managers, they play the most, probably the most important role in ensuring that their team's mental health needs are being met. Um, again, just ask, you know, asking their teams, how are you doing? What can I do for you? Um, I mean, driving down I-15, there's a billboard now that uh, talks about how to kn- how to know if your neighbor is um, distressed, just ask. Yeah. Um, and I think as we, as we really start to come out of this COVID environment, those conversations are going to have to take place more and more often. Um, as managers, you, you have to be checking in with your employees to make sure they're being, their needs are being met as an HR team, you know, in, in my world, I'm one of three HR people for our company. Um, so, like you said, we wear a lot of different hats. It's it's busy. It's it's kind of crazy at times. Um, but letting letting your employees know that they have an advocate for them um, that's something that I think HR teams often overlook. Um, you know, a lot of people will say HR's role is to protect the company, right? You're trying to protect the company from getting sued, and sure, that's that's definitely one of the one of our roles here. We want to make sure that we're being compliant in everything we do, but um, to me, the most important role that I take on is my employees, my team's well-being. I want to make sure that their needs are, are being met and they know if they come and talk to me that I'm going to do my best to find them a solution. Um, and I think that's, that's something that we're really going to see a bigger emphasis put on now that em- prospective employees are going to be looking for that specifically as they go forward looking for new jobs.
1: Yeah that's that's really interesting. I'm glad that you said that. I think that you know I talked to someone, you know, previously Um, on one of these episodes about how um, sometimes HR gets a bad rap or has kind of like a branding or perception problem where people, you know, in in the past have felt like HR are the bad guys or the red tape people, or, you know, you gotta, you gotta stop talking when they come around the water cooler by you. Right. But, but I think what you pointed out there and what I've heard from so many other HR professionals out there is the real reason why many people got into HR is, They want to help. They want to serve. They want employees to have a better experience because we spend so much time at work. Right. And so being an advocate for mental health awareness and being a person that someone on your team, an employee can come to if needed to be able to discuss challenges, of mental health, and then finding a solution. That's a key part of being, you know, someone in HR today. Would you agree?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, like you said, HR gets that bad rap. They get the the red tape rap. Um, and exactly like you said, a lot of HR professionals got into this to help people. They got into it because they love the employee experience. They have a passion for developing people. Um, and I think this is just going to be another one of those kind of hats that we get to wear going forward.
1: Yeah, that's great. So if there are, if there's an HR you know, manager, director, someone out there who's listening to this right now and thinking, I'm not a mental health expert. So how, what do I do? Like what resources are available for first them to know what to do in a situation like that when an employee has a mental health challenge or comes to them and, you know, talks about that. What what resources are available? Where would you recommend someone look who might not have, that much experience or background in mental health as an HR professional, what do you do to prepare?
0: Yeah, great question. I think the biggest thing that you can do to prepare is just be available, you know, just making Mm -hmm. yourself available to them so that they know they can come talk to you. Um, A lot of people that I've seen that have dealt with mental health um, issues or challenges, uh, myself included in this, just need somebody to talk to. They just want somebody to know what they're going through. So having that open door policy and knowing that they can come to you and have that conversation, that's step number one, I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, as far as resources go, absolutely. I mean, you're not a certified professional. We're not, you know, we're not psychiatrists. We're not psychologists. Mm-hmm. We can't, we can't get to the root cause of the issue. Maybe, um, but pointing them in the direction of you know that that help that that's available. You know, finding helping them find a solid counselor um, to really talk through kind of the deeper issues that may be, may be going on. Um, there's, there's a, 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 honestly just a quick Google search of, yeah. Hey, what can I do? Um, I think that's probably, that's, that's probably a good place to start. You have companies that are popping up now, like, uh, we are Mind. Um, you know, hmm. these guys are, are oh, yeah. huge, just mental health advocates right now. Um, following them on LinkedIn. They post good stuff all the time about how to deal, how to deal with these types of issues that come up. Um, I mean, there's, like I said, there's tons of different resources and options out there. You just kind of have to go, kind of have to go look for it. But as far as being prepared, I think again, just having, having an open door policy and letting your employees know they can come talk to you is, is probably enough.
1: Yeah. I think that's, I think that's so important. So what I'm hearing you say is, you know, first and foremost, build trust with your employees so that they can trust that they can come to you and talk about whatever and that you'll be there to listen and help find a solution. You don't have to be an expert on it. Just because yeah. you're going into HR doesn't mean you have to be a mental health expert, but maybe you should spend some time getting up to speed on some of the resources that are out there. Cause there are a ton of resources, but yeah, really it comes time. down to building that relationship so that employees know that they can, They can come to you, they can trust you and that you'll be there and you'll listen, right?
0: Yep, 100%.
1: So I want to push on this a little bit further just because of what we talked about at the beginning, you know, where, um, an internet service provider, you work for an internet service provider. Yeah. And we kind of talked at the beginning about how it's, it's kind of a construction company plus a call center. Right. So yeah. let's take, just as an example of this, right. Um, we talked about resources and how HR people can prepare, but the, I think the next layer is how do you prepare managers on the front line, And so In an example, I want to talk about this with you and just kind of get your get your thoughts. If you had um on the construction side of your business, right, some manager and typically, you know, we all know construction people can be a little more rough, a little more rough, right? Around the edges. I think that sometimes, not always, but I think sometimes um people in careers like that are have been the last few years, less likely than others to talk about mental health and awareness. I think that's changing, which I think is really good. But if you have a, a more gruff manager, let's say who's out there in the field on the front lines, how do you help that person be prepared to deal with mental health issues for people that might be on their team?
0: Yeah, that's something we encounter a ton. Um, and especially with us with, with having such a remote workforce, uh, I mean, we don't get to see our, our field managers at all, hardly ever. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's kind of harder to build, build that trust, build that rapport with them. So, um, having the, the, the team that the field team knows they have their managers available for that resource is, is something that we're really, really, really trying to push right now. Um, and that's, like you said, it, it's a struggle at times, you know, getting, getting these blue collar workers to really kind of engage with this, with this mental health. Cause I mean, generally speaking, they, they're going to be more old school, right? Like, like you said, yeah. um, coaching is honestly the, the first step there. I think getting them to a point where they understand and can be motivated to have those conversations you know, I think, and like you said, I think the younger generation is pushing that more and more, um, but it's, it's the older, the older generation that's having that, that harder time with that transition. Um, so getting, getting people that are willing to almost play the role of HR in, on these field teams as supervisors and managers, um, because a lot of times they don't even know who the HR team is because they're just so disconnected from, from the actual business, which is sad to say, but it's kind of just the way it goes, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, so getting again, just kind of building that trust, trust is probably one of the most important things in mental health, knowing that they, so the employees know that they can go to their manager and not be judged or not have to be ridiculed or, you know, things like that. Um, they know that it's going to stay private. Um, Mm -hmm. I think instead of instead of empowering managers to, you know, be an advocate, maybe coaching managers on how to take that information and really what to do with that information mm-hmm. is probably the better step. Um, yeah, I, I personally what I think and what we're trying to do at WeLink is when our field managers get these issues or concerns brought to them, you know, they ask some basic questions like, Hey, what can I do for you? You know, how, how you feeling? Um, those, those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything I can do differently to kind of help alleviate some stress that may be coming with the work or anything like that? Um, and then they actually bring it to the HR team. So mm-hmm. then we actually reach out to, um, this employee that may be struggling and, and just let them know that, Hey, we're here for you. Um, if you need any help assistance with finding a a psychiatrist, psychologist, counselor, whatever, we're here to help. Happy to get you into um, some therapy, happy, happy to pull some, pull some strings and help you do some research on, on what you can, what you can do for yourself. Um, That's something that we're really pushing for again, kind of hard to do that um, in a field setting, but uh, we're getting there.
1: Yeah. That's good. I like that. I think that that makes a lot of sense because the truth is, especially for those frontline workers who are out in the field, that, you know, they're going to have a much stronger relationship because they're working day to day with their manager or their supervisor likely than an HR person. So they're going to be that much more likely. So to come to that manager or supervisor with some of these issues. So helping as an HR professional helping those frontline managers or supervisors be prepared to know what to do with that information, what to say and what to do and just talking about it with them is I think really key. So, yeah. um, and one, one other thing I really like about that is like, there's a lot of ideas you see, you you know, we can read in the news about, you know, big companies and things they're doing to support mental health, but for a small company that might not have the budget to invest in that, the types of things that you just mentioned don't cost Money, right? Yeah, it's just yeah, they're free. It, it's it's time, right? It's training yeah. and it's it's listening. Um, so, I guess to that point, what other things have you found that are beneficial from a small business perspective when you don't have a lot of budget as a company to spend yeah. on big, huge initiatives? What other things um, have you found or ideas have you had um, to help support this um, demand for mental health?
0: Yeah, you know, I I it's interesting that you bring that up because you see some of these top companies. I mean, we're talking like the apples, the Facebooks, um, those, those types of companies here that are putting such a, an emphasis on mental health now that they're going out and hiring full-time psychologists to come and full-time counselors to come and actually work in their building. So their employees have yeah. a, have a frontline front resource. Again, small companies don't have that budget You right. you can't do that. Um, so it's, it's, you have to find a balance, right? That's, that's the biggest thing for us. Something that we have tried to do and is in the planning process currently is a mental health day. So we're just trying cool. to do just one day, um, you know, every couple of months, just, Hey, how's everybody doing? Kind of like a, just an awareness day, you know, cool. we'll get some people to come in share their stories of mental health, the struggle, um, what they've kind of done to overcome that, and just, you know, a couple hours quick, like, uh, you know, an all hands meeting or something like that where the whole company can kind of get together and decompress a little bit and just know that they're not alone. Um, again, just kind of doing smaller, smaller initiatives throughout, throughout the year, instead of just, you know, hiring a full-time person that's going to cost you a hundred thousand a year or whatever it might be. Um, yeah. You know the, these small these small initiatives go a long way um, with with employees and developing relationships and helping them to realize that they do have an advocate and that they're not alone. Um, that's that's the biggest thing that I've noticed with mental health is a lot of people just feel alone. Um, yeah. They feel like they're the only ones going through it when we all know that's not the case. Um, there's there's tons of people out there that are struggling so. Um, our hope is with this mental health awareness day that people get to realize that, Hey, I'm not, I'm not going through this alone. I have somebody else who's going through something fairly similar that I can go and talk to. And, uh, we can share ideas, bounce ideas off of each other. And it gives us as an HR team, the opportunity to really foster that trust and foster that relationship as well.
1: I love that idea. I mean, it you don't have to, you know, overcomplicate it. It's just yeah. dedicate some time and some resources resources to it, talk about it, help people know what to do. It seems like that's the theme for all of this. So I think that's a great, great idea. I, and I hope more companies start doing that, right? Cause the majority of people work for a small business. They don't work for, you know, the massive companies out there. So right. I, lo- I love that. Cool. Well, Hey Nick, this has been an awesome conversation. Really appreciate you joining in, and um, sharing your thoughts about this topic. That's really important. So I, I hope if there's any listeners out there who, uh, want to learn more about this, that you read about it, that you follow up with Nick, um, because I think this is something that um, we we do need to change. And I've, I've loved yeah. seeing the progress um, change in many workplaces, and there's still more to go. I think HR um, plays a unique role in most companies in being advocates for this and helping uh, impact that change. So again, yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for joining us today. If there are um, if there are listeners that want to get a hold of you and have follow-up questions for you, what's the best way for them to do that?
0: Yeah, LinkedIn's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. Um just Nick Staley on LinkedIn. Garrett can link a link uh put a link to my profile in here. Um email works as well. So just n Staley at weLink.com. That's my work email. Awesome. Pretty much check it all the time. So
1: Yeah, we will. We will drop links to both of those on the page. You don't have to worry if you're listening. You don't have to worry about writing that down or trying to find Nick. We'll just drop the link right on there. Last question I have for you, Nick, a question I really like to ask people different from our topic, but what's the most in your opinion, what's the most underrated tactic to improve HR processes or employee experience for a small company?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and something that, you know, as a startup, we've, we've really tried to figure out and try to utilize a little bit more, right. Um, for something that I've noticed is involving your employees from day one. So especially in a startup environment, their onboarding sets the stage for everything else that goes on throughout their entire employee life cycle. Um, so having having solid processes in place, I know that seems crazy that companies wouldn't have solid onboarding processes in place. You'd be surprised yeah. um, how, how often we hear of just companies that don't. Um, having solid onboarding processes in place, a solid employee orientation really sets the stage for everything for their entire life cycle. Um, we've tried to, and something we're putting an emphasis on right now is getting our CEO involved from day one. Yeah. So, I mean, we've all worked for those companies where the CEO just kind of locks himself in the closet and doesn't (laughs) come out, doesn't interact with anybody. Um, so we really tried to, to make our CEO kind of available and, and that's something he's pushing for as well. He wants to be seen. He wants to interact with everybody. Um, again, harder with kind of that remote workforce where we're based in Utah, but our, our, the majority of our employees are in Nevada and Arizona. Um, but again, just that interaction and letting them or helping them to feel like they have a voice from day one, you know, that they get to help make some of these important decisions that we're going to follow up on their feedback. So we take, we take their, at the end of their orientation, we give them kind of a, a questionnaire to fill out, um, on the onboarding process and what things can be improved. And we actually take that feedback and go back to them and say, okay, here's what we're going to do. Um, we've tried this. It didn't work great. I really like this idea. I'm going to implement this. Um, so again, just kind of helping them feel like they have, they have a voice and they get to make a difference and make WeLink a great place to work for everybody.
1: I love it. Excellent tip. I think many would agree with you that onboarding is so key and it sets the tone. So that's awesome. Well, Nick, again, thank you so much for taking the time. Hope you have a great rest of the day and a great weekend.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Garrett.
1: Today, enduring companies know that their
0: people are their most important assets and they invest in helping them excel but often small businesses with limited HR resources struggle to manage their people, payroll, and processes efficiently and create an environment where frontline deskless employees thrive. That's why we created Eddy. Eddy is the all-in-one HR suite built for local businesses that streamlines tedious HR processes and improves the employee experience for frontline workers. With Eddie, you can hire, manage, pay, and engage employees with one easy-to-use software. No headache required. You've already done the hard part by creating a great business. Now let us help you take it to the
1: next level. Visit Eddie.com today to request a demo.